Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coordination.com, part of the SB Nation Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahochko. Hope you're doing well and enjoying the second week of the Big Ten football schedule. I'm just going to let that sink in, as we all know by now, that uh, among those teams not participating in week two of the Big Ten college football season, Nebraska and Wisconsin. We're going to get to that, but first, let us, uh, or let me introduce uh, the esteemed panel here on the Five Heart Podcast. As always, my co-host, our founder and fearless leader, John Dam Johnston. Hello, John. I'm looking forward to the Ohio State-Penn State game this weekend because, you know, I don't have one. <laughs> and also joining us... I'm really uh, looking forward to us kicking the shit out of Wisconsin, but, you know... Right. We'll, we'll, right. we'll get to it there, Kimosabi. Okay. Also joining us, uh, a almost regular here on the show, Todd Wolverton. Hello, Todd. Hey, how's it going? It's going great there. Good. Yeah, fuck off, Todd. Okay. It's good to be back. <laughs> and that's our show. <laughs> Wouldn't that be that? That'd be the, that'd be the prototypical what we deserve type of five heart podcast is. We welcome Todd. John swears at him. So long, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's some other asshole joining us. Oh, boy. Nate McHugh. Welcome to the Five Heart Podcast. He's cranky. Said earlier. He said he's cranky. He's angry. He's in a bad mood. trying to get this set up so my wife can watch Big Brother. Why? Doesn't she know the Big Brother's already watching her? Wah, wah, wah. Well, we, we know that, but she still enjoys it. That's, that's so show. one of you guys said that I disagree with. We literally just introduced John and Todd and you. That's as far as we I just said, started. said, fuck you, Todd. Do you disagree with that? Yeah, I think we should not introduce any of the people speaking. Okay, here's Ethan, I guess. Sorry. All right, go. All right. <sighs> always, always with the youngsters around. Anyways, one second. You know, one oh, thing that... One thing I did in my earlier life, Nate, is uh, I taught uh, I taught other people's kids how to swear. That's not a surprise. He taught my son how to swear. You know why? Do you know why? Why? Because if their fathers weren't men enough to teach their kids how to swear, I was taking the job away from them because they were pansies. Pansies like the people running the Big Ten. Who won't okay. let us play football in the middle of a global pandemic? John, you better calm down. You'll have another heart attack. You know what? I've I've been on Twitter way too much this week. I've, I know. I've tried to do my best to stay off of Twitter because it's. It oh, you me. didn't try at all. I did too. I tried. I maybe. You, you know what I do? I delete Twitter off my phone multiple times a day. <laughs> And then, but you always seem to re-add it. Yeah, no, 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 I do. 
but like sometimes I don't. And sometimes I'll go a couple of days without it. Like, oh, I should check something because, you know, what? my job at coordination in some way depends on it. And so it's like, uh, but uh, yeah, sometimes I'm like, uh, especially before bed, I always leave before bed because I always sleep better. So uh, yeah, anyways. <laughs> I think you delete, it, you delete it off your phone before you go to bed. Oh yeah, probably by a half an hour, hour because it messes with your sleep. I'm telling you. How does it mess with your sleep? Because you're okay. If you keep that on your phone, then you're you're thinking, oh, maybe I could just scroll a little bit more, a little bit more. Or you're laying in bed and you're trying to sleep, and maybe you're having a hard time. Maybe I could just pull up my phone and click Twitter. You know, yeah, real self control problems. There, there, there are scientific people. studies. There are scientific studies to back up what Nate's saying here. However, well, yeah. I think I think the the best way, like, if you just don't want to deal with the cesspool that is Twitter, but you still want to interact when it matters, then I think you have Twitter, like you re- re-download the app Saturday, game day morning. I'm not even going to say Saturday. I'm just going to say college football, Nebraska football, game day morning. And then by 11 p.m. that night, you take it off and you leave it off till the next game day. I, I don't do I first of all I put my phone in a place where it's away from my reach. It's away from me. That's why you never Remember? return my text, John. Yes, it breaks is. my heart. It's when Greg texts me, I put my phone away from me, away from me, where I can't reach it. And then I chain myself to my bed. No, what I do is wait, I wait, I put wait. On Did Spotify. you say your wife chains you to the bed? That's well, didn't sometimes. expect to hear that. Anyway, um, <laughs> I put on Spotify and then I put on the sound of rainstorms and I like listening to thunderstorms because it misses me in my home state where the thunderstorms were very nice and violent and reminded me of an angry God that I don't want to displease. And that's what I go to sleep to. You should and look I into don't think about Twitter one damn bit before I go to bed. Todd has his phone out in front of us. He looks like he's showing us. He has two, two phones. Uh, I'm just I'm demonstrating my self-control. Two phones at my thumb's reach. John, I think that there's an app you they might... They can't hear you when you shrug. They don't know what you're doing. With <laughs> Todd, Todd, this is an audio format, okay? <laughs> okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm out of the groove. I got to get back in. So. John, um, there, there's an app that you might be interested in. It's, the, it's called Calm. C A L M. I have that, that. Okay, so you're aware. Never mind. Carry on. I, I know all of them. Oh well. And never mind. Uh, so this past uh, you Saturday, be, you can't be me and not have an app like that. You know what I mean, Greg? You get the idea? I'm starting to figure it out. I'm starting. To, I'm, I'm. Yeah. I'm starting to get on your level. By the way, when when these uh these twins of mine come in the spring, I'm be looking for every calming app I can find. So you know, my yeah. wife just my wife just shared a uh, article earlier this week that because we've we have a noisemaker in our bedroom and supposedly some people think that it's not good for you because as as long as there's noise happening that your brain cannot shut down while you're sleeping and whatever you know it's always hearing whatever noise I don't believe in that but 
Uh, I actually be- have the call map, so. But whatever. The uh, it, you delete it, that off your phone before you go to bed too. No, <laughs> no, I don't. Actually, I you know when I go to work, if I have the phone in my office, I will delete Slack and I'll delete uh, Twitter as well. And sometimes I'll leave it in my car. And I you know, so uh, it depends on the day. I Tonight on just, the five hard or the five hard podcast, we're talking with me. <laughs> One third of his life installing applications on his phone. <laughs> it's, you know, it actually takes about a minute, John. It's not that complex. The, the most annoying part is the uh, um, the emails I get that say new login on your Twitter account or new or the uh, email login for Slack. It doesn't bother me at all. But I can go. I've gone days without having them on my phone, and it's kind of nice. But days like today, speaking of football, right? Well, what can we get? Can we can we backtrack uh, almost a week now? Let's put the Ohio State game to rest because John and I did a nice little post game reaction show immediately following the the clock hitting zero. 48-ish hours later, Nate's like, I'm too good for your guys' show. I'm going to drop my own 10-and-a-half-minute no-fluff podcast. We're not going to hear about the calming app on Nate's podcast. It's going to be all football all the time. 10 to 10-and-a-half minutes maximum. Give or take, something like that. By the way, that that podcast is called The Counter Bootleg. It is by far the best podcast. Nebraska football podcast in the state, from what I know. Uh, well, that makes sense because uh, two, you know, one half of the people on this podcast aren't in the state, and our friends at the Big Red Copcast aren't in the state. So we're we're narrowing down your your competition. By the yeah, way. I know that's true. That's a good point. I'm uh, okay, so pretty Ohio sure state. when you guys were recording, my wife and I, our family, went to church. So. Oh. That's fair. I apologize. That wasn't I what was I not. thought you were going to say, but whatever. Yeah. I'm just going to throw it in your face there, John. <laughs> Logical. Never mind. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> yeah, don't go there. Don't you do that. Okay. So Ohio State, the Ohio State game, it was a fun game to watch for a little while. I yeah, I, I saw the beginning of it. I saw I guess I had to leave when it was 14-7. I thought Nebraska came out and, and played really well at the beginning. Well, that's why we lost, um, Todd. You're like, oh, we got this well, in hand. I'm gonna go do whatever the hell I got to do in the corner. Well, I, don't know. I had to walk my had to walk my daughter down the aisle. I'm sorry. Oh, um, that's right. You know, only only have one of them. That's and pretty good. So uh, I tried to keep up with it the best I could, and I kept watching the score, and it just kept getting worse. But um, I, I really wanted I, you to be the dad who's got like you know the the cell phone in the pocket and the earpiece and walking her down, be like. Go, 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 go. Yeah. Touchdown. Oh, no, well, uh, congratulations. I do have to tell you, I do have to tell you when, uh, right before we went into the door, into the sanctuary, um, cause I hadn't, I hadn't, you know, talked to her since pictures. And, um, the first thing she said, she looked at me and she said, what's the score? Really? That's she good. Did. You just got did. three thumbs up on that because John's lazy. <laughs> John's John's so. thinking about his son. He's like, hey, Minnesota. Anyway, 
But uh, no, that was, you know, here's from, I watched it because um, I did record it and I went back and watched it. And, you know, I, I wasn't surprised. Um, I wasn't surprised by the outcome. If, if Ohio State is all that they are supposed to be, um, you know, they're, it's unfortunate that, you know, the score got out of hand, but I thought Nebraska played well at times. And uh, I'm more optimistic after, you know, this first game of the season than I have been at the start of other seasons. I think that there's a good football team there. I do you think we have a good chance of uh, beating Wisconsin, Todd? Uh, do I think there's a good chance of beating <laughs> Wisconsin? Um, I think that they, I think Nebraska has a real good chance of beating Wisconsin. Um, I think they have a real good chance of beating this Wisconsin. Um, you know, anytime they go out on the field, uh, but it ain't going to happen this year. <laughs> did you, did you watch Wisconsin against Illinois? No, I didn't even know they were playing. I was at rehearsal dinner. I was, uh, inviting. So, uh, I think, you know, we, we look at that final score, 52-17, and, I mean, I don't think I'm quote-unquote making an excuse. I just feel like the game was closer than that final score indicated. Uh, you know, a, a few plays – I'm not I'm not saying Nebraska would have won. However, I – what? As soon as he unmutes his microphone, we're going to figure out – oh, my gosh – Nope, he oh, unmuted my. it for it. There we go. Uh, I, I, newsflash, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Husker fans of all ages, welcome back to the Five Heart Podcast. One of the very first riders at Coronation, Husker Mike. Husker Mike, how the hell are you? I'm here. <laughs> uh, that's about, that, that's more than Wisconsin can say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we are in the middle of giving our thoughts, our final thoughts on the Ohio State game. That's right. We interrupted. Who did we interrupt? Todd? No, me. Uh, I pretty much wrapped up. Oh, Greg. Greg was talking. I just, I would, you know, I just want to say that they, I think, you know, a, a few plays here and there, you don't have a, a fumble that's, you know, picked up and returned for a touchdown. You think maybe, you know, and, and this was uh, hotly debated on social media and in the Slack chat room, but, uh, you know, maybe they, Push Justin Fields in the end zone just a little bit more for that safety. It, it could have been a game that was inside 30 points. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Don't fumble the ball. <laughs> that has been so, our, Mike, uh, you got any, our bugaboo. You got any final thoughts on Ohio State, Mike? Well, it was one game. We looked good for 27 minutes, and then, well, stuff happened. And, you know, like I said, it's the first game in what's a really weird season. I saw a lot of progress out there in the first half, not the second, but, you know, I'm not sure what other people think, but uh, I still enjoyed it more than I'm going to enjoy this Saturday. (laughs) You, You don't think we have a good chance of beating Wisconsin? Well, <laughs> we haven't got to that part of the show yet, Mike. We haven't we haven't dropped the hammer on the news, so just play along. Oh, breaking news. Where's breaking news founder? <laughs> you're 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 you think I put way more more time into this than I actually do. There's no, here here here's your breaking news founder. Do, 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 do. It's time for breaking news. 
the breaking news is we ain't playing Wisconsin. Well, that's depressing. Yeah. What, what what made you think that? I don't know. Some kind of fucking global pandemic destroying economies and lives all across the world. Some For some reason, it, I have no idea why Wisconsin thinks that they got a bunch of people testing positive for the virus that they can't play football just because, you know, they stuck them in a closet and they're sure not to infect anybody else and their football team won't have any more infections that they don't know about, even though today we find out there's more infections on Wisconsin's football team. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Pansies. <laughs> well, is is anyone shocked that this happened? I mean, I, I, there, there can't be. I mean, you look at what's been going on in the state of Wisconsin for the last two weeks, and, I mean, it is a hot mess over there. And, and uh, they, they shut down once a month ago. Well, and but I said at the time, I says, I don't know if we're going to play this game. They've got so many issues going on over in that state, too. You know, it, I was listening to somebody talking today that, you know, and I'm, I'm really going to stay away from the, the partisan politics here, but people's hands are tied over there. And, and they have such a situation over there where the governor doesn't have any authority to shut things down because the legislature is of the opposite party and they've gone to the Supreme Court and they've taken that away from him. And so even if the governor wanted to put in some strong mitigation standards in the state of Wisconsin, he can't. And so it, it only it comes down to the, municip uh, the municipalities and, you know, the mayors of, of certain cities to to mitigate things um and you know john you interviewed the guy from bucky's fifth quarter and he yeah. said in madison you just don't even want to go outside in madison you don't right. want to leave your house we also you know we also talked briefly i i brought up the fact that uh you know when you say local i i don't remember the word local being used in uh, nebraska uh, like it's used in Wisconsin. When you say local in Wisconsin, what you're talking about a bar in your neighborhood. And there, Wisconsin, I've worked all over the state of Wisconsin for several, a lot of different companies. And every town has a local and every neighborhood has a local. And it's literally the bar you can walk to and drunk shit hell, walk home or crawl home from. And it's normally, it's not a nice bar. It's not like going to an Applebee's. It's usually some, I don't want to call them dingy, but it's just a place that dive everybody bar. knows, you dive know? Bar. And yeah, kind of a dive bar, but it's a local, it's a neighborhood bar. Everybody goes in there. Everybody knows each other. That's kind of a thing in Wisconsin and it's a culture in Wisconsin. So even if we looked at, and like a governor said, shut everything down, I don't think you'd change the culture of Wisconsin from that because those guys are just so used to going and drinking a lot of beer or brandy and they're local. That's who they are, you know, and they're all happy. They're happy people in Wisconsin. They're happy all the time. I think because every bar you go into, you can eat at and every eating establishment you go can go into, you can drink in. So yeah, Wisconsin, it's a great state. It's just virus filled right now. And, and no, I'm, I'm not, I'm shocked, not shocked, but disappointed that the game isn't going to be played because I like playing Wisconsin. 
even though they, you know, throttled us and we've only beat them once since we've been in the Big Ten. Well, so I, I can tell you, I think that um, my biggest disappointment, I've been pretty, I've been pretty cautious about this thing. You know, I, I'm not, I was one of those guys that didn't think we ought to play. You know, I've kind of come, come around the corner a little bit, but, um, you know, I, I didn't think that they ought to be playing. Um, but what I can say is that it sounded like Nebraska had um, the potential of picking up a game this week. And I understand, Mike, I thought your article was great. I agreed with everything that you wrote in it. Um, but I, I also, you know, yes, the Big Ten said no, no conference, non-conference games. We're not going to have non-conference games. But I thought it was very unfortunate that Nebraska was not able to play a game this weekend if they could have found one. Um, and that's that's really the first time I've been really disappointed by all the crap that's transpired with this. Yeah, I think there's – we probably need to have some follow-up discussions because, I, you know, I guess I haven't looked at it as being a quite the uh, – bad marriage that a lot of people uh, have brought up the, at this whole idea that, you know, that uh, Nebraska is a bad fit for the Big Ten. I, I just, I don't quite get that. Although I do think, you know, the fact that uh, Nebraska thought they could pull this off and then basically got, sounds like Nebraska got shut down almost immediately on doing it tells me that there is a disconnect there. And, you know, that's something Nebraska just has to change because uh, Nebraska got to figure out of because where where are you going to go? You going to go crawling back to Texas and take a twenty million dollar a year hit? You're not doing that. That's insane. You're going to go independent? You're going to join the MAC? I mean, Mountain West? <laughs> Let's join the MAC. So it's like you know you got to find a way to make it work. If they're not if and if. Uh, and if uh, Nebraska is not going to play well, well, we made the decision to join them. And, you know, it's one thing to go ahead and push people a little bit, and, you know, but you also can tell in life when you're pushing too hard. And I think we're getting that message right now. And I think, you know, Nebraska's going to have to decide uh, we're either going to suck it up and join this or we're going to take the hit. And who knows? Nebraska joined the Big Ten for a reason. There was a, lot, a couple of really good reasons why Nebraska joined the Big Ten. Don't you going to throw that away all because there, there's no the virus saying is kind of make kind of making things a little bit uncomfortable. There's an old saying I, I recall from my youth, and certainly I'm not the first person that that's ever heard it. But you don't bite the hand that feeds you. You know, and at least monetarily, the Big Ten is is feeding Nebraska pretty substantially. Um, you can have your complaints. I look. Did has this been mishandled in various ways from various avenues since mid March without getting into any you know partisan nonsense? Sure. Was this mishandled at the Big Ten leadership level? Absolutely. Does trying to play nine games in nine weeks hinder teams when we're faced with a dilemma or a situation like Nebraska and Wisconsin are facing? Absolutely. However, 
and I think Husker fans need to realize that Nebraska is missing out on one game, but based on what I believe is the protocol, Wisconsin is missing out on three games. Don't they have to? Oh, I did. I thought they had to sit out for for twenty one days or or something like that. The players who are testing positive have to sit out for, gotcha. for, for three weeks. Uh, they're only shut down for a week, but when they come back, they have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So they have a short week of preparation to get ready for Purdue. And that's assuming that all of a sudden they've got – that they don't get any more cases. Right, and, and yeah, and – all the ones who are positive this week are are going to be negative next week, and and even if they are, you're still going to have some key players and and you know head coach who are going to have to miss time. Still have that fourth string quarterback you that you're left with because you're top you have one with a broken foot and two with uh, COVID. two with COVID that are out for another three weeks. So, well, I'm glad you clarified that for me. Um, but I mean, still, it's not like. Look, they Wisconsin fans can rejoice next week that they get football back on the field, but they're going to be wishing maybe that they didn't because that's not going to be the Wisconsin football that they're used to. If I had to guess, you know, you know, you you, you said don't bite the hand that feeds you, but if the hand's holding your head to the ground, sure hope you're going to stand up for yourself. And that's kind of what Nebraska's done over the history, even through the Big Twelve. And so I don't think we're, it's going to stop. Now, obviously, the the picture, like, you know, Mike and I kind of talked, not really talked about on Slack, but the, the picture they tweeted out with the quarterbacks and all that, yeah, that's not good. But I'm, I'm happy that we're actually trying to do things. I understand they agreed upon protocols and they agreed upon certain, you know, that there's no non-conference schedule, but guess what? This 21-day window was put in because of this huge concern about myocarditis, and now even Wisconsin's athletic director is saying, hey, maybe we should look at this and maybe we should reconsider things. And so, you know, so, so maybe we should reconsider the fact that you said no non-conference games when you better hope that Ohio State doesn't come down with this or – uh, one of their opponents or, you know, or Michigan state and, you know, or you better hope that when you're seven and oh, Ohio state is and Michigan is, you know, maybe they'll be, they'll be seven and oh when they meet and you better hope one of that, you know, they don't have to shut down. Go ahead. Sorry. Greg. I, I just want to interject some jocularity uh, at, at our friend Kevin's expense. I'm sure that after this past week, Michigan state would be fine having to sit down, you know, a week or two after losing to Rutgers. Sorry, Kevin, <laughs> if you're listening. Anyway, so it's, you know, yeah, I, I think you should be tasteful you know, or have some taste when it comes to how you decide you want to schedule a game. You know, because from what I saw, the, the, uh, was the athletic director of Tennessee Chattanooga said that they were getting Big Ten approval through this whole process but they missed out on the final vote, which is not the Big Ten office. It's the vote of the chancellors and the presidents. And so those are two separate things, you know. And so, I mean, I, I again, I applaud Bill Moose for, again, fighting to try to have football. There are 
I think it's more for, you know, optics and things like that. But it's also, by the way, Big Ten, you let us in. And by the way, or sorry, we wanted in. I'm trying to, my son, excuse me, Ethan. You know, yeah, we wanted in the Big Ten, but they also wanted us. So, and now uh, what Dan Wetzel's article said, it's, it's like we're a married couple and uh, we don't want to be together anymore, but there's really no other way out, you know, so we're kind of stuck together. That's kind of probably what it is. And I, I sure I, hope I got a question see. about that article. Okay. The, the How sources? many named Big Ten sources were in that article? When the fuck did it get okay for every article that the journalist and people, the media, the real media who does this for a living, paid fucking professionals, when did it become okay for them to use anonymous sources for every goddamn thing they do? And I'm not just talking about politics. I'm talking about that article in sports. A Big Ten source, one Big Ten source said, what, you talk to a fucking janitor? Was it a guy studying biology, a freshman biology student at the University of Maryland? Start naming your sources if you don't expect to be shit down the toilet of lacking credibility. It's I the, read uh, that article and all I could think was, what did you have turds? that attended a Big Ten University in your pocket, you ask them, you fuck. It's the, uh, it's the uh, quote-unquote legitimate, you know, sport journalism side of, of dirt sheets. You know, it, it, everything's rumor, innuendo, hearsay. Uh, and I'm with you, John. Uh, but I do want to follow up, Nate, on, on your uh, statement a few moments ago about uh, that decision, that final vote coming from the chancellors. Do you think that that would have been, I'm, I'm like the Illinois Northwestern. I'd be like, we're not going to let them go play a non-conference game. You know, just because do you think it's because it was Nebraska or do you think it was, well, just the, the blanket, you know, rule that they made at the beginning, or do you think no. that they have it out for Nebraska like everybody else does? No, I, I think that if it was Ohio State that that was trying to was trying to find a game, I think they would have been the same decision. Uh, and, and I actually understand it because you know, even though Nebraska said that the uh, Tennessee Chattanoogas that there were is more stringent testing, uh, you know, whatever their procedures were were more, you know. I guess we're more comprehensive compared to the Big Ten, which kind of surprises me. Uh, I, I I don't blame the Big Ten for saying no. Actually, you know, I just don't. You know, and that's they, different. You you can agree with the Big Ten decision, which I kind of do in a, in a sense, but also not hate the fact that Nebraska is pushing buttons. And I think Ohio State appreciates that somebody's willing to do it. As so somebody's willing to say. Uh, Hey, you know, maybe we, you know, just because you've done things, because they talk about unity. Oh, we're all unified. Yeah, maybe just because you've done things for a hundred years, that's not a justification about how you do things going forward. You know, I mean, so I don't know. I don't. It, it wasn't about Nebraska because the president, the uh, Council of Presidents and Chancellors, showed earlier that they were already more concerned about their universities than they were about sports by shutting down the entire football season and all of fall sports. 
at that point, they made it clear that they weren't that concerned with having athletics go on. And it was only after the big backlash that they brought it back. Go ahead, Mike. And that's an interesting thing because remember, let's go back to August. They announced the uh, the uh, 10 game schedule that the oh, league office and all the athletic directors put together. You know, there was that big Wednesday morning, you know, here's the new schedule. And it lasted what? Five days. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? There's a clear disconnect there. And in, if you were want to talk about income and any an issue in the big 10, I'm not sure. Sure. It's Nebraska in the big 10. I think it's the league office and the athletic directors doing one thing and the president and chancellors doing something completely different. And you're always trying to, and you know, this, this thing has been, uh, it's been more of a disconnect there than between Nebraska. So I bet you if you do it at the, at the athletic director, I'll bet you there is a lot of uh, getting along and, uh, cooperation there at that at the at the at the athletic department level it seems like the disconnect is at the is at the top level you know and and mike i think that that's a good point and that might have been something you know we don't know the inner workings but that might be where jim delaney was so good um and you know it, it may be that that disconnect didn't exist before or somehow um, you know, the public wasn't aware of it. Or Delaney, and, Delaney knew how to work those. I, keep I think you're right. I think safe. you're right. And, and you know, the, the thing that gets me, and, you know, I, I just want to follow up on what I said. You know, I was disappointed in Nebraska couldn't pick up a game. It, they made the right decision because, they you know, that's what they said they were going to go with, you know. But it's you still want to see your team try to have a chance to play. But what, what really bothered me about this whole thing, and, and I know it bothered some other people listening to the comments, it really bothered me, uh, the, the crap that some people have been spewing about Wisconsin. And, you know, they didn't want to play Nebraska. They didn't want to play or, you know, boy, I mean, that was just so much garbage. And, you know, when we start talking about the, the perception of Nebraska, you know, yeah, I'm glad that Bill Moose is the AD and that he's, you know, taking some stands. And I was proud of Scott Frost a while back when, you know, he, he kind of went to bat for the players and stuff. But holy smokes, guys, it's one thing on top of another. You know, that's it doesn't look good for for our programs. And, and you know, when people say, and I'm around fans from other teams, and when they say, you know, Nebraska is just a bunch of whiners or, oh, you know, take your ball and go home. Get the hell out. Well, why wouldn't they say that? Why wouldn't they say that about the way that some of our fans have behaved? And, and you know, know. Yeah, a, good, a good grouchy old man would say, why the hell do I care what other fans think? Why do I care what uh, other teams think? Yeah. So answer that question, Todd, you smart guy. Well, I really don't care what other fans think. But what I do care about is the image that Nebraska has crafted for itself over decades. You know, the greatest fans in the world walk through these gates. And I can tell you what, there are some great fans that cheer on Nebraska, but there are some assholes. And there are assholes that cheer on 
every team. But my point, my point is, is that we've cultivated this, we've cultivated this image. And that image is getting tarnished right now. And that bothers me. I, I, you know what, I, I would answer that like, I would answer that question like this, Todd. I would say we care what the fans of other teams think because we're trying to recruit their sons. Because Nebraska doesn't produce enough good quality sons to field a quality championship football team like we want. So we want to be able to recruit their sons, and we don't want their mothers thinking, oh, my God, you're not going to Nebraska, that big state full of whiny bastards, except the mothers probably wouldn't use the term It would be the fathers that don't want them to go to the state of whiny bastards. Well, that's true. You'll end up like those whiny bastards. I don't want that. I, I want to – I feel like we're in an extension or, if you will, an evolution of Bo Pelini's us versus the world mentality. You know, except with him it was, you know, the team and the players and tuning out all the noise, even within the fan base. And now it's, you know, the the program, the university, and by an extension, the fan base, well, everybody's out to get us, you know, and – and uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's a reach, but I feel like we have kind of like uh, circled the wagons and and tried to, you know, just like fend off, you know, for lack of a better term, attackers from from all sides, uh, from all you know, be it other fan bases or media personnel, you know, the the, the Dan Wetzels or the Desmond Howards or whomever, uh, you know, who everybody wants to, you know, attack and. A lot of it is self-inflicted from the standpoint of oh, – I, I saw something today. It was uh, uh, one of the comments was, oh, I bet you after the, the first quarterback got sick, they had a COVID party and everybody passed the single cup to take a drink out. Or, you know, some goofy, ridiculous nonsense like that. Um, like look, Everybody s- spit in everybody else's mouths. Yeah. <laughs> and and like that comment. <laughs> what the hell? And so much of that is, you know, like hyperbole, and yet other people outside of the fan base take that seriously. And like, oh, look at these Husker fans again. They're, you know, making outlandish claims. But I don't know. It's great. Greg, one of the things I say, though, with that is what would be worse is when people are apathetic towards us. And, And that could happen. If if our teams don't play, you know, come around a little bit. But if we keep acting as if we're the almighty people and continue to shoot ourselves in the foot with some of this kind of crap, then they're just not going to care. Well, I, w- I want to f- – I don't know how much, you know, more we can beat this particular dead horse. Um, but I do want to wrap up the show, and I don't know if now is the time, but at the end of the show, whenever we get there – uh, with something that you all saw in the Ohio State game that was a positive takeaway that gives you all some hope uh, for the rest of the season going forward. So I don't know if we're there yet. I don't know if we can talk more about uh, this non-game with Wisconsin now, this no contest as it's being labeled. What do you want, John? Right before we started this podcast, we got the news that Trevor Lawrence had tested positive. And Trevor Lawrence, the starting quarterback, the all-world quarterback, the best quarterback that's ever existed in human history, with the exception of last year, when Joe Burrow just took on everybody and slaughtered them. 
you know, he's going to be out for, I believe, 10 days now. Maybe you've never heard of a quarterback by the name of Taylor Martinez. He no longer plays, Greg, so he's not in. You said, the, you said the greatest quarterback to ever ever play. Yeah, since last year. Pay attention. My God. No, 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 no. Now you're beating the dead horse. Anyway, I'm, Trevor I'm going to beat you, you dead horse. Yeah, what's going on in Florida? When was the last time? Florida, the whole state of Florida is pretty much croaking. You know, in Florida, isn't their team, their team's out, right? I don't know. I don't follow anything, John. They still have cases, but I think they're still going to try to play this Saturday against, against Misery. Well, that's because they're all crazy people down there. Yeah. John, I, I can tell John's Googling because it, his face just went white from the screen. <laughs> so now it looks like he's looking into uh, directly into a sun. Audio format only, you booby head. Does anybody know what the ACC's protocol is? I mean, if, if Trevor Lawrence is positive, is that potentially just one game in the ACC? I, 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 I think I saw. Days. I think I saw ten ten days. I thought. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's I thought. right. I did see that. Notre Dame falls within that ten days. Too. Yeah, so he, he might miss the Notre Dame game. Oh my God! I'm sure that Clemson is terrified of playing those overrated bastards. Well, they're top five, aren't they, right now? Yeah. You don't have to make Wait, it so Greg, personal. you're a Notre Dame right? guy? What was that? No, I'm, I'm Catholic. I know. I'm Catholic, too. Doesn't mean you have to, like, Down Jesus. Uh, root for Notre Dame. What is that? You're like, what? What's wrong with Notre Dame? Yeah. We're Nebraska fans. What are you doing? Yeah, you're right. I'm a Nebraska fan. <laughs> but okay. Rudy's my favorite movie. I've never oh. been shy about that. And you can roll your eyes, all four of you. I felt the wave of the eye roll from all four of you hit me in my in my uh, home here in Illinois. Uh, I've never never been shy about that. I'll never back down from it. Uh, name me a movie that's better. I dare you. Moving on uh, quickly. Florida Gators. Florida Gators. In- Thirty-seven players in Florida have tested positive for the virus. In the month of October. So, obviously, the SEC doesn't give a single shit about any of this. So, I no, guess. No, because they're still out for uh, winning the national championship. And if it has to be Vanderbilt, <laughs> if it has to be Vanderbilt who wins the uh, SEC championship for or, or the national championship uh, and everybody's uh, able to rally around and says, SEC, SEC, well, then, then so be it. That's what will happen. I see you, Mike. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, moving on. Um, Are you really a Notre Dame fan? No, I I I don't. I, I I couldn't tell you last time I sat and watched a Notre Dame game at all. Okay. Um. No. Sunday mornings with Lindsey Nelson. Let's move what? on. What? I don't know. Sunday Todd, mornings. Todd's talking. Sunday mornings with Lindsey Nelson. Todd's drunk. No, I am not. <laughs> Sunday mornings. If I didn't have to go to church, I could watch the Notre Dame recap with Lindsey Nelson. <laughs> you know, you can just uh, uh, change your settings, right, Mike? You can just change your settings to, you know, flip your camera so you don't have to write it backwards. Oh, crazy, <laughs> Mike. All right. You know, what? Oh, Damn it, Nate, what? Sorry. Okay, so <laughs> my wife had to go through our RCIA. I'm and we met, we, yep, 
and we met a couple there and um, that went through it at the same time and they got married the same day as us. And uh, th- theirs was they had zero reception or anything. They actually showed up at our reception to, uh, to like congratulate us and all that. And then they had their first dance at our reception. Anyways, so they are huge. Couple. What? You know a loser Notre Dame fan. Yes, they are huge Notre Dame fans. They live in Omaha. They couldn't care less about Nebraska. They are huge Notre Dame fans. And I'm like, I don't get it, but whatever. (laughs) All right, let's wrap up the show the way I alluded to moments ago. Tell me one thing positive that you took away in regards to uh, Nebraska football after the Ohio State game, and we'll start with you, Mike. Well, I like how we can possibly use Luke Martinez. Luke, Luke Martinez, how? Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that works. <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree. Adrian McCaffrey. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, the number, of, the number of ways that you <laughs> use that weapon, uh, use him. I mean, I don't, I think he, you know, yeah, you use him as a wildcat quarterback as long as Martinez is healthy, because I think Martinez is a better pure quarterback. But man, can you put uh, McCaffrey in the game? And he line he comes on, he comes on the field and you can see the wheels spinning on the defensive coordinator. It's like, okay, is he going to be a back? Is he going to be a receiver? Is he going to take a snap? It's like, what the heck is going to happen next? And that makes it, you pretty much have to kind of go to a base defense because you don't know what's going to happen. You know, you, you can't, you know, play to, uh, you can't, makes it very difficult to play to the to the uh to you know play to the person on the field because you have a guy out there who can play about four different positions four or five different positions and and people laughed at me uh last week when i you know, asked the question like or, or made the claim wouldn't it be something if martinez and mccaffrey both lined up in the backfield at the same time and you didn't really know which one be taking the snap or you didn't know how that offense would be running. Like, oh, that'll never happen. Get out of here. You're stupid. You nobody, like Rudy. Nobody laughed at you. Nobody laughed at you. Those are the voices in your own head. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and find the tape. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. There there were there were a lot of there were a lot of um, responses of delusion. Like I was delusional. Um, Nate again voices. Yeah, all my voices. They don't like me, John. Shut up. Nate, what's 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 a positive oh. that you took away? Same question. I'm asking everybody the same question. I'll even ask Ethan if he's interested. No, he's uh, he should be sleeping. Yeah, um, so should my son. But for me, if I had to pick one, it'd be I thought the wide receivers were amazing. We might have the best wide receiving core in the country. It might. I think that might be it. Um, uh, no, actually. Uh, <laughs> These were, the, uh, these were the delusional answers. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So going down that. truthfully, I expected the offensive line to be really good. Not, to be to be good and not really good. 
But uh, I was very pleasantly surprised. And that's why we got beat by 35. And I actually didn't care. I'm like, I feel pretty good about this, actually, you know, because I based off because based off of last year, I was at the Ohio State game. I left at halftime. And it it was just it was like it was like a varsity game versus a JV game type of deal. And that's not what I felt. I know I know the score was comparable. That's not at all what it felt like. But what I would walk away from or what I did walk away from that game and why I makes me feel good is the, the defensive line. Casey Rogers, guy that doesn't get talked about a lot. I thought he played really well. Um, you know, at one point, I think we we uh, stuffed him on a third and five, I think. All the, the guys that were on that defensive line, the three of them were from 2019 class. So maybe these guys know what they're doing. I don't know. Uh, so I guess that's what I would say is just how the defensive line stood up about, yeah, stood up to the Ohio state offensive line, which by the way, I guess, uh, pro football focus gave the Ohio state offensive line, the best rating in the country last week or something like that. I'm not sure how they get that, but it was nice to see it. Ben Stilley, who looked, who grew up, you know, about 10 minutes from here. So he, he stood people up. I think that, and that gives a lot of credit to uh, the strength and conditioning program. All right, Todd, you're up next. Give me a, well, give me a positive sample, takeaway. My sample size is pretty small. Um, Cause I really, it was only, I mean, I, I rewatched it, but I. Is that what your wife calls it? <laughs> sample size. <laughs> That would you know, be true. With, with Blue Chew. <laughs> Moving on. Um, no, I, I'm going to kind of I'm going to stick with what Mike had said. I I thought that that was an incredible dynamic um, having those two guys in the game at the same time. And um, I guess I was I I thought that uh, Adrian Martinez. I thought he looked poised. I thought he looked a lot more like the Adrian Martinez you know, from two years ago than he did, you know, than last year. Um, I I was impressed with the way that he managed the game. Made mistakes, yeah. Didn't always find the open receiver, I get it. First game of the year. But um, I was I was happy with that. I guess the other thing that kind of goes along with that, you know, they, they got off to a good start. They were prepared. They were ready to play in this game. And we have seen Scott Frost teams shoot themselves in the foot right away at the start of, of games. And I was impressed that they were clicking, that they were ready to go. Can I say real quick that I actually would probably change my, my, my opinion to what Todd just said, because Adrian looked like the, the 2018 Adrian. And that's a good point. He, he looked decisive. He looked like, he was fat. He outran a lot of Ohio State players to like, like the touchdown play, and on the other side too, like up to the five yard line. But I agree. Sorry, Greg. Go ahead. Thank you, Nate. John. What was the question? 
All right. So the question is, give me a positive takeaway from the game against Ohio State last week. Well, I was pretty fucking positive that the officiating crew was against it. That's my positivity. <laughs> Tell you right there. I don't know if they got the word down from the Big Ten conference that then sons of bitches certainly weren't making any calls against them Buckeye motherfuckers. I, you know, I know all of Nebraska believes that their their team doesn't get any holding calls, but if you were to go back and talk to any Big Ten team in the history of the Big Ten conference since 1955 that they would say Ohio State gets all the calls against everybody ever, and nobody ever gets calls against Ohio State, and they can go back through historical records and prove that shit, and they probably could. But that game, we had so many holds at the point of attack by the Buckeyes that were never called. We had two targeting penalties against us, three. One was overturned, thank God. And then uh, I just thought, my God, thank God, thank God the home crowd is influencing them. All the refs that we have in this conference are terrified of cardboard cutout of fans coming down out of the stadium and killing them right there on the field after the game was over if they'd have made one freaking call against their Buckeyes. Other than that, I'd say the positivity I got out of this game was, uh, well, we got to play it. Is uh, you know the Big Ten relented, even though they didn't really want to, and let us play one game. And honestly, that that'll be the 2020 version of Nebraska football, is we'll get one game against the Ohio State Buckeyes, and all the rest of them will be canceled. That's not very positive, though, is it? I'm still waiting. Winless season. You know, I, I was positive enough about our defense that I thought we'd beat Wisconsin when we played them this weekend, but fuck no. You know what? I think that if there's no more games played the rest of the year, Scott Frost has something to sell to the recruits. You know, it's like, obviously we lost by 35, but it's like, hey, look at the offensive line, look at the defensive line, look at their quarterback play. Defensive backs, not so much, obviously, but, you know, I don't know. It, it's something. I, my, my earlier, my thought was let them play four games, let them go like 4 0, which obviously isn't going to happen, and then cancel the season. And then Scott Frost has something to sell to recruits. I do, I do have an, a serious question I'd like somebody else to answer before we go. Why Why is it important for people to say that this game should be a Wisconsin for, forfeit instead of just a no contest like the big? Why has this been such a big deal to fans? <laughs> I'm going to let Nate feel this. John, I, I freaking wrote an article about it. Yeah, well, this are is you a serious? podcast. People aren't reading the article right did, now. Did you they? read the article? No, they don't read oh. your articles. They make me angry. <sighs> My articles make you angry? Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. I'm asking on a podcast, which is a different platform. Yeah. Why is, why is it such a big deal that people have this game ruled a forfeit instead of a no contest? Okay, so I have to then go through the process of saying I agree that Wisconsin should have canceled the game. I agree 
Do you want me to go through this whole process? That, yeah. I yeah. want to know the answer, Nate. In my opinion. Okay. I agree that Wisconsin was not scared to play us, even with a fourth, fourth string quarterback. I agree that it's just, I should just keep saying the same thing, but I would, if we would have played them this weekend with a fourth string quarterback, I would have picked them to win. Uh, because they probably would have ran the ball 50 times in a row against us and we wouldn't be able to stop them. Okay. I agree with that. However, in my, in the article I wrote for on the website that you run (laughs) is that on the big 10 website, the tiebreaker for Divisional, whoever's going to win the division, is for two teams, the only only tiebreaker I could see was a head-to-head matchup. Okay? So, if there's a three-team tie, they, they have like eight steps. There's like eight, you know, secondary things. But with just two-team tie, from what I can tell, there's only one thing, and that's head-to-head matchup. Does that make sense? Okay, so some people pointed out that, oh, but it's not, you know, because Ohio, I'm sorry, Wisconsin has the eight game or eight year winning streak against us, eight seasons. They've won eight games in a row. And I, and my point is, yeah, I know we would get the win this year, (laughs) but I don't think anyone's thinking, oh, by the way, that's that, that, that streak starts over all of a sudden, you know. I think that next year, no matter what, even if whatever Big Ten came in and said, "Oh, by the way, Nebraska, you are not one and one." Next year, Ohio or Wisconsin fans are going to say that no, we still won eight in a row because you didn't win, you did not earn this on the field. And I, I agree with that, you know. But guess what? If and then the end of my article was that if Michigan and Ohio State are seven and zero at the end of this year. And Michigan's and Michigan or Ohio State, all of a sudden, get you know they become what Wisconsin is this week. Their you know COVID goes through their program, then there is no secondary tiebreaker. And so that this is in the article you wrote on the website I run. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So the anyways, and, and I asked, I'm like, okay, if there's like a if the Big Ten has a COVID, like, you know, if they have some documents saying, oh, okay, this in case something happens, whatever, whatever. But the, and so I ended my article saying that, okay, so the last tiebreaker for a three team tie is a draw, just like, like a random draw. Essentially, it's a, it's a flip of a coin. So that's what I want to happen. I hope it happens is that, Ohio State or Michigan, they are they both go into that game seven and zero, and you know unfortunately that COVID goes through the program. Hopefully they're all safe. This is what I want to happen, and that all of a sudden now we don't know what the tiebreaker is, and so I want them to flip a coin to decide who goes to the Big Ten championship game. 
we we know we didn't beat Wisconsin. It's one we know we're not actually one and one, but technically we would be. So that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. So I don't know. Paint and 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 I how would oh my god, Greg will uh, Greg will clean include a link to this article that you wrote <laughs> in the show notes on the article that we have for the podcast, so that people will know you wrote this article on the website it, I run. Is that a corporate I, mandate? I, is that coming down from on high? Because if that's not if that's not an official order, I'm not doing it. My God, man! <laughs> I you, you know. I know we didn't beat Wisconsin. I understand that, but it's like, I, I don't, and I said this before the season started, and guess what? Nebraska might get burned by this. Let's say that my rule will get put into effect. Nebraska could get burned by this in two weeks, and I understand that. You know, it's, I, I just think that it's like, you know, what team failed to follow the protocols, and I understand the virus I understand Wisconsin's getting destroyed you know destroyed but the virus is just flowing through that state you know but it's 2020 it's an eight game season how much does this really matter in a you know in a certain sense it's like it's not like a normal 12 game season and so that's kind of how I'm like that's why I think there should it should be the team that has to forfeit, forfeit obviously, but ha- the has to can the cancels should forfeit. Who cares? I mean, I, I mean, in, in essence, in a way, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I sat in on a press conference with Barry Alvarez and Paul Chris this week, and I honestly, I don't. We don't have to worry about Wisconsin. I, I honestly. <laughs> No, I, I I honestly would be surprised if they get to play maybe one or two more games at the most, just because of the way that the the virus is going through there. Uh, I will say that you know Barry Alvarez has tried to make the point very very clearly that they had one positive test all through their training and all through their practicing. They played one game and they had twelve positives. And their feeling was that they needed to shut this down immediately. And that's why they didn't rely on the Big Ten protocol specifically to shut it down. He made it very clear that they were concerned that this was going to explode on them. But what you saw from media members on Twitter was Wisconsin shut this down by themselves and didn't consult the Big Ten. Now, technically, that's right. But it was also clear from Alvarez's statement that they were concerned that their football program was going to get overrun completely with this virus. And they had to stop when they did, which by the way, they canceled it on Wednesday morning. Alvarez saw that he said that he called Bill Moose at 7am or before 7am because they have an athletic director's normal call every morning at, at uh, 7am or every Wednesday morning at 7am. He called Bill Moose before that and told him they weren't going to play the game. And he was disappointed because he was going to have dinner with Bill Moose and his wife on Friday Yeah, night. they had to cancel reservations at Misty's. That's what that was all about. Okay. They gave us time to go and try to get another game set up. And I think that's where when people are beating up on Wisconsin, they were good enough to say, we need to stop this now. They notified us immediately, which I don't know, the fucking Chinese didn't do to anybody in the entire world. Nobody hates the Chinese completely for it. So whatever, 
But they gave us time. And then I think the other part that really bothered me was kind of the media's complete misrepresentation, a, a disingenuous representation of what Barry Alvarez was saying. Were those the exact words he said? Yeah, but that wasn't his intent. And I think when you're having people talk to you and answer your questions, especially when they're dealing with this shit, is intent. Somebody asked, uh, somebody asked Paul Christ, uh, do you know if this game should be a forfeit or a no contest? And Paul Chris, honest to God, looked like coach dad. And he said, I have no idea. Honestly, he would look extremely confused by the question. And, you know, you could take that moment in that press conference and look at that and say, well, Paul Chris is an idiot. But you could also take the perspective that Paul Christ is a guy who's just tested positive for a virus that has killed 200, over 200,000 Americans. Paul Christ have shitloads of football players to worry about who are now testing positive for a virus. He has several staff members who have tested positive for this virus. And then you ask him a question about whether or not this game is supposed to be a forfeit or a no contest or what, and you're shocked that he doesn't know? More like, I don't give a fuck. If I was Paul Chris, that would have been my answer. I don't give a fuck. Why are you even asking me this stupid fuck-ass question? Okay, there you go. I'm done. Okay, so the Big Ten, in my understanding, someone can please correct me, but the no contest versus forfeit decision was actually uh, by the Big Ten. This they were they were saying yeah. if, if a game got canceled, what would it be? That was like two or three weeks ago. I mean. This wasn't like a decision that was made when the schedule, the the eight game schedule was made. That's my understanding. Uh, Because I even asked back then, I'm like, okay, so if a team can't play, because at that time, by the way, I always thought, you know, Nebraska has the will, right? (laughs) The will (laughs) to get a football season in. But guess what? You know who doesn't? Rutgers, you know. Or, or you know, whatever the school you want to pick. And so uh, my thought was, at, at that time it was actually Rutgers, was what if Rutgers, by the way, because that, that, well, they're one of the worst states hit, you know, they want to, what's their motivation to play and all that. So if they don't follow the protocols, maybe they should be essentially punished by it, you know. That's, that was kind of my original thought. And it makes sense to me. And then I didn't even look at the tiebreakers for a division. So, I mean, I'm surprised that the, the Big Ten hasn't come out and said, oh, by the way, uh, before we get to the point where Michigan and Ohio State have the same record and they're getting ready to play each other and COVID hits, you know. They may well revert back to their established tiebreakers. What are the – the established tiebreakers, they have, they have a whole bunch for the uh, – my point was they have a whole – they have eight because all blah, 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 blah. They have established the, tiebreakers for a regular season. The Big Ten has tiebreakers. This yeah, wouldn't for, be the first time that there was a tie for a division. No, I know. But, no, but the for the two-game tie – sorry, two teams, if they're tied for the division – the only tiebreaker on the website that I looked at is head-to-head matchup. There's nothing under it. And then, but if you go to the third, if there's three teams that are tied, then they have like eight 
different tiebreakers. If you, if you if you look at the so that that was my point. That, that, They'll flip a coin. I know, and that that's actually the <laughs> and so it, yeah, they might actually have to do that. You know, I don't know, but you know, if Ohio State and Michigan, if they get to that point where it's seven zero and one of them comes down with COVID and they can't play, I I think you have to pick the team that didn't come down with COVID because that could be what I mean. If you that's twenty one days, right? They can't play in the championship game. No, right? it's the 21 days is just players. Sorry. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Coaches yeah. have a 10 day window. Okay. All right. So they, Wisconsin coaches, Wisconsin coaches cannot come back until the, like the day of the Purdue game. And by the way, Paul, Chris, already, he doesn't need to be at the game. You know, he's going to say, run the ball against Nebraska. He's going to say, run the ball. Hey coach, what do you want? What, what place should we run? Run it. And then they're going to win. They would have beat us. I, they're not playing us. No, but if we would have played, that's what. No, we would have beat them. No. <laughs> we would have beat them, and I was talking about the Purdue game. We should Sorry. end now. We should probably just be done because Greg looks all sleepy tired, like some cranky old man who didn't get enough rest, and he's just so exhausted. All true. Though all those statements about me are factual, John. Uh, that will do it for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast. I will link uh, Nate's uh, forfeit or no contest article in 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 this post in case you missed it uh, on Thursday. You can check it out on Friday. John is he's just aghast, and that's why I do things. Maybe I, I'll read. Maybe I'll read it. I sometimes I do things just to blow John's hair back um, because he's pretty frail, and I feel if I blow too hard, he's just going to fall. Moving on. Uh, that is it for the Five Heart Podcast. This is we we didn't get to celebrate. We didn't even mention it till just now. But this is the two hundredth episode of the Five Heart Podcast. So that's right, Nate. Two hundred episodes. Take that of bangerangs and daggers. And back in the day, Brian and I took a lot of time off because he would say. Uh, you want to record, but like I don't have the energy to record. So we really should be up to like 230 episodes, but I was lazy back then. And I apologize to you, the listeners. I apologize to Brian. May he rest in peace. And I apologize to you, John. I, I let you down. Again, you did. I did. <laughs> for Nate McHugh, for Todd Wolverton, for our founder and fearless leader, John Dam Johnston, I'm Greg Mahochko, reminding you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. John? Go Big Red, let's play football. Any of you that chuckleheads want to chime in? Uh, never been dead. Uh, oh, sorry, been dead, never been to Europe. Right? Is that right? Europe, <laughs> close? never been dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John's book, by the way. Do- download it or buy it? Buy it at Amazon. I'll throw that link in the post as well, just so that John knows that I care. Thank you. Good night. Good night, everybody. (laughs) And God bless.